0: My intention was to have fun and to play with the Wachuma. The message I got was, you're good for right now. I get so focused on wanting to heal the next thing and what's the next learning that my message was, how about you be for a minute? How about you enjoy the fruits of your labor? You've been laboring in the personal development space. You've been laboring for a decade. How about breathe? How about enjoy the cosmic joke of it all?
1: All right, loves, welcome back to Open Late. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and this is a Soulfire production. Today, I have with me another one of the Soulfire fam. We've got Alexa Bowditch from Sex and Love Co. We have her after having a few people from her company, which I love. Um, We had her husband Jordan on recently and also Serena Rose, um, who's part of Sex and Love Co. And they were both incredible interviews, so I encourage you to go check them out. But without further ado, let's chat with this queen who is a sex, love, and relationships coach. And she's also the founder of an incredible company, which I can't wait to share more about with you all or have Alexa share it. Welcome to the show.
0: Yay. Oh my gosh, that's yummy. Like to hear that you've had other people that I work with on the show and to hear that they were great interviews, sharing their magic and everything, that that definitely gives a, a unique, all over warm feel.
1: Yeah, it's like they actually warmed up openly for you before you got here, <laughs> which-
0: The yeah. fluffers.
1: Yeah, the fluffers for sure. <laughs> and honestly, I've said this, like I told Serena this, but my interview with her was probably, you know, and our show still young, but one of the most intimate, vulnerable, connected, I think maybe the most connected and vulnerable um, show I've done so far. And I was like, I can't wait to meet her in person and just like squeeze her because she is mm-hmm. such an incredible woman.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: She's a sweetheart for sure. And has lived a lot of life in her short life.
2: Yeah. You know, like meaning
0: that a lot of things have happened to her. And she's, you know, an a, an adult looking for ways that it happened for her. Mm-hmm. And also still trying to honor the things that, that did happen. And uh, and I think continue to take an empowering steps forward while not bypassing and not remaining mm-hmm. kind of in a victim, uh, fixed kind of mindset, which is beyond, you know, it's yeah. beyond, beyond. I've mm-hmm. had her on the show a few times, our show too, a few yeah. times. And I think that every time she starts to speak, I'm like, wow, if you can be in this position in your life, taking uh control and being intentional and all of that, then, considering the things that happened in your life it's almost one of those like anyone can
1: yeah it's so true i mean she models what i think most people when they start to really look at the inner work and their journey um moving towards that level of like true enlightenment right when you can come from that place of unconditional love for yourself and for others um which is i mean just goes to show like the type of people that you attract <laughs> and that you work with um and that you pull into your sphere, um, which is an incredible one. And I I also didn't mention, so, um, Alexa is the host of that sex chick. And that is sort of her, you know, her, her, what she goes by her logo. She's become that sex chick. I know because I'm a listener. Um, but please, I guess, share a little bit with my community, how one becomes that sex chick. I mean,
0: thank you. And that sex chick, so the kind of business side of why that sex chick is that sex chick is that my name, Alexa, which is hilarious, as I say it out loud like that, people's, you know, robots in their homes everywhere go, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Uh, But my, my name was Alexa Martinez, which is very common. It's a very common um Hispanic, Latin last name. And my first name is also very common um, in Latin Hispanic. So my father, my biological father is from Puerto Rico. So I have this really common name that I could never get any, like I can't get my Instagram handle to be Alexa Martinez without 16 numbers behind it. I can't have a Gmail that doesn't have periods or underscores or. Characters, whatever the characters that are accepted, plus numbers. So that was a thing in the branding world where I, I really wanted it. I really wanted my brand to be my name. And going through actually another Soulfire fam member, uh, Jessica Zweig. So mm-hmm. her and I have known each other for years. And her whole thing is simply be with your branding and your marketing, your message, simply be you with your business. And so you know, I'm sitting here and I went through one of her workshops when she came to Austin one time, I actually brought some people there. And at the time I, I, I needed a redo. I needed some refreshing in the, um, in the branding and and what I was doing. And I was like, this is just kind of hilarious that I I can't really get my choice in my name. I can't have my name as a domain or any of that. So actually what wound up happening was we did an exercise that was led with the, with the question of what do people know you as? What are the things that people know you for? And so I did this whole exercise on Instagram. And at the time I think my Instagram was like Alexa.martinez dot Martinez and some numbers, like, I just like couldn't have what I wanted. And so I, I, you know, put the question box up. And at the time I think I had a few thousand followers because my previous, um, Instagram account got shut down. So I was kind of restarting in this weird restarting place. And so I, I had an opportunity to redo a lot of things. And so, and I was maybe three or so years in to business. And so I put this box up and people were saying all these kind of out there words, like you're the perfect balance of masculine and feminine and you're, you normalize things and taboo. And they just like kept saying these things that they know me for. And I, I didn't really resonate, like I resonate with all of it, but as far as me trying to take some of those words and put it in like my tag. Like if you were like, if your name was the title of the book, then what would be the subtitle? And so I was looking for my subtitle and I remember Jessica coming up to the table and I was writing all these things down. And like, none of this really fits for me. And she said, well, really, what do you perceive? Like, what do you think people know you as? I like, people just know me as that sex chick. You know, I'm just, I'm that sex chick that they follow on the internet, that they, you know, uh maybe you're on her email list or whatever it was. And as I said it, I like immediately felt it. Oh, that's what it is. And Jessica was like, I think you should run with that. Yeah. Um, and that, and it was funny because Jordan, uh, my husband was at this workshop too, sitting next to me. And he had a very similar thing go down. He's like, people know me as a conscious bro.
1: Yeah.
0: And then so then that wound up becoming his handle and his brand and everything too. So um that's like the the behind the scenes of like how did that become a thing mm-hmm. is just that my name was really common and I wanted a really simple way that people could remember me or th- the way that people I felt people did remember me because I would enter a room and th- I would know some mixed, you know, mixed uh company and some people would know me and know my work and some people wouldn't and I would pretty consistently each time I entered a room someone would go to the person they were talking to they'd wave me over and you go, Alexa, come here. And then they'd speak to the other person they were talking to and go, do you know Alexa? She's that sex chick. Yeah. You know, you know, she's like there and they would go, I don't really know how to describe you other than like you talk about sex online. Yeah. So so that's, that's really it.
1: <laughs> that's amazing because it encompasses everything.
0: Yeah. You more or less. Now, if you're asking me kind of a question of like, how did I get into sex coaching? Well, that's my next question. <laughs> like that's a little bit of a different story. <laughs>
1: no i mean that i, I what i meant to was like that sex chick really encompasses everything because you do cover all of it because you know and my listeners will probably they hear me say this all the time sex is everything sex is not only your relationship intimacy vulnerability but it's education it's trauma it's where you know um how we perceive ourselves in the world like and you cover that like that you're not just talking about like how to do sex, (laughs) you know, and things that make it pleasurable and fun, which you do cover that. And it's amazing. But I think at least what I know from the podcast, and I haven't like worked with you in the capacity as like a coach, or I know you facilitate events, and you're also a trainer, which I want to get into later. um, But just the show alone really does encompass everything. So I feel like, yeah, you really bringing it all in by being simply that sex chick.
0: For sure. I want to be, my desire is to be relatable and to be tangible and to make the conversation about sex and sexuality relationships or alternative relationships feel grounded, normal, and natural because those things are a part of every person's life. So it's a a topic that every person on the planet in some way is thinking about every single day. And it is one of the hardest or one of the most taboo subjects for people all over the world to even broach. So my goal is that when people find their way to me, whether that's online or, you know, a friend tells them about me or the podcast or something, it's my hope is that when they land, it feels like they belong. And it feels like the, it feels like home. So whether they're already a practitioner in some kinky things, or they are just starting their journey, I want them to feel that this is a place where you belong, our little corner of the internet. Um, And then of course, if you come to any of our in-person things, you belong here and you're Uh, your curiosities are celebrated and your fantasies, um, are, uh, you know, those are celebrated too. Like, like just bring it, bring it all to us. Um, so yeah, it feels good to hear that reflection for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so, so beautiful the way that you sort of put that into context because it's, I think sex is the most inherently natural thing about us as humans. And, And you're right. It's like, it has become so this other that we can't sort of hold without feeling some, I think, activation, well, for many of us, right, in some way that, it, you know, there's something wrong. Um, but yeah, I do want to, I want to back up because I don't know the whole journey. I think I know little snippets, you know, as we all think we know each other in an online space. Um, and you're based out of Austin for those listening. So you do these live events there. How did you get <laughs> to this place of, you know, having this incredible community, um, that is, is very big. I feel like in the space of sex and sexuality, did you always know that you wanted to do this kind of work?
0: No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm from deep South Louisiana, little town just underneath New Orleans. I grew up mostly Catholic-ish. I got a lot of mixed messages growing up, uh, messages that were, you know, stay in a relationship, even if it's loveless and you're basically your roommates and it's just for the sake of being in the relationship. Uh, and I also, and that was my grandparents who were married for almost 50 years by the time my grandfather passed away together since they were 17 and I think 19 maybe. And and I saw them stay together, but I also didn't ever really see them loving. Uh, and so do I believe that there was love there? Absolutely, but as far as the way they bickered a lot, and they were kind of at 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 odds a lot, and they had very traditional roles going on. And so I spent a lot of time with them because my mom on the flip side is was in the military when I was growing up. She's retired now, but single military mom. And at this point, you know, where, where I am in life now, where we are in life now, uh, she's been married five times. So I, I saw really mixed messages. My sister trying to do things differently, um, as well. She married her high school sweetheart. She's 13 years older than me. And so I really looked up to her. And then as I've grown older, I realized, okay, well, there's challenges in that relationship too. And so I'm just watching these people that were the closest to me struggle and be challenged in these different ways and have different means of figuring it out for themselves. So one just stayed in it and, uh, and one was willing to work on it, even though it's challenge, even though it was challenging. And then I, you know, would see my mom that would just trade them out. So, you know, I knew that, I knew that I didn't want to do my life the same way that I saw it modeled for me, but that's very challenging for people in general to forge a new path when they didn't have it modeled for them. You know, I, I, I speak with Jordan and we, we, we have some like really tender conversations and Jordan's my husband. Um, so we have some really tender conversations about how we have the odds really stacked against us to have the lives we have now. We had the odds stacked against us as far as the love that we have and the relationship that we have now. And we certainly have the odds stacked against us as far as what we do as our business and our work, the fact that it's successful in the way that it, it grows and it moves in the world, and then certainly stacked against us when it comes to us having the community that we have. So it's taken a lot of really conscientious, I will not do life this other way. And I also will not pull the pendulum so hard in the other direction that that creates problems in a different way. So it's, um, you know, growth and development, healing, all of that, certainly not linear. Uh, but that was the, the foundation that I, I built a lot of my beliefs and things on. And I also went to uh, Catholic school for a portion of my childhood. Um, so from like all through elementary and middle school was at a Catholic school and then switched over to public school just in time oh to girl. learn very, very sparse sex education. So my Catholic school days, I learned shame, blame, guilt, make wrong. And then just in time shifted over to here is 0.01% of all that sex education encompasses. You're welcome. Go live life. <laughs> like Yeah. You know, here's what an STI is. Here's what pregnancy, here's what will happen if you have sex, um, STIs or pregnancy. And then this is what they look like, actual birth and STIs. And so don't do sex and don't do drugs, right? And so like, I'm I'm a kid. And so like most, I want to do them both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like literally pooling hormones are just pouring everywhere. Like, how are you going to and curiosity and the desire for individuation and like a, a fragile developing ego. It's just a recipe (laughs) to do all the things you're told not to do, generally speaking. So yeah, I, um, that, you know, that's the, the schooling and how that wound up impacting the things that I, I, I knew I felt like when I was a kid, I, I knew some things that were true. My body pleasure, you know, looking back, I, I think sweetly and I think fondly of the way that I was with myself before I learned it was bad. Before no. I learned that I'm not supposed to trust my body, um, that the desire and the pleasure that I could give to myself. Um, and at the time it wasn't even sexual. I was a kid. So it wasn't like I was putting sex in my mind or in my heart, um, or lusting after anyone. And so I look back on that and, and I think how sweet and, and, um, and I'm almost sorry a little bit. Like I want to apologize, you know, for the, the things that were told to me and imposed upon me afterwards that had me start to abandon what I knew to be true. Um, and then turn away from, from myself. Cause that created more, more harm, I think, than good in the way that I acted and treated myself. You know, I also got the messages that my body wasn't like pleasure wasn't really for me and that my body was my, the way that my body was used determined my value and that I should wait and give it to a man or they could then and that it was something that they could take from me and it actually wasn't really about me it was more about them in the future family that i was supposed to do with my body or have with my body so um that's like uh i would say the rest of the the foundation now all of that didn't equal become a sex coach later in life it just has given me a lot of perspective and i think a lot of my story is that's what people resonate with the most. Um, you know, out of all the information that I share, they're open to hearing my take on maybe sex education, kink education, alternative relationship styles, because I tell my story so openly, the pieces and parts of it, that they go, ooh, okay, there's something in what she said that I also, my, like, my story is a little different, but I resonate with that. And then they kind of belly up to the bar and are like, what else you got? And I'm like, well, listen, let me tell you what can happen next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the shit that you hated growing up might make for some really fun kinks, but you know, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're going to give people the breadcrumbs and, and let them sort of like blossom into it on their own.
0: For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, the, let's say the, the quick highlight notes of what happened after that, um, I graduated high school. I went to the University of Southern Mississippi. Uh graduated. I studied biological sciences and forensics. I thought I was going to go back to grad school. Instead of going to grad school, I joined uh cruise ships and well, I fell in love and joined cruise ships and traveled around the world instead studying art. So, it was just a lost 20-something year old still trying to figure it out. And, and now I'm a 30 something year old still trying to figure it out. I think that's kind of perpetual. Um, so traveled around the world, visited, I think I'm up to 79 or so countries. Um, so saw all these other ways people loved Mm -hmm. and all these other ways people related. And I was finally the minority, uh, in when I was traveling. And so that gave a lot of perspective and had me push. Away from my upbringing, significantly for a while. and um, and that individuation, that next round ra- round of individuation was challenging. Um, the relationship that I joined ships for originally ended. And it was one of those relationships that I learned everything I will never stand for ever again in my whole life. And uh, and at the time, it was the hardest thing I'd ever gone through. And it is why. I have the courage um, and the substance to the business that we have now. So post-breakup, continued to crumble to pieces, I call it hitting a rock bottom and then deciding to hang out at the bottom and roll around in the gravel (laughs) and just like flail around at the bottom for a while. Um, I turned to food. I turned to sex. I turned to alcohol as coping because I didn't know how to, uh, I didn't know how to process my emotions to know how to be with myself and breakup. Um, and so eventually I wound up finding my way to personal development and then personal development, mindset, health, fitness, nutrition, manifestation, just kind of like just intro into, um, you know, the power of now and the code of the extraordinary mind and thinking, thinking, grow rich. I was like, just starting to absorb these um books and concepts and things and then realize very quickly that the personal development wasn't translating into sex wasn't translating directly into the way that I showed up in relationships it was almost like everything else started maturing but me in the context of a relationship still felt 14 like I still mm-hmm. felt this like I don't know what to do um and at the time because I think the other personal development stuff had me with a growth, more oriented growth mindset, I decided to lean into studying sex. And what's here for me, if I were to treat my sexual, if I were to even look at it as sexual development, what's there? And that was spurred on um, reading Sex at Dawn and The Ethical Slut and some Mm -hmm. other OGs in in the sex, love and relationship space. And having my first experiences with both of those, with um, with kink and DS and uh, consensual non-monogamy. So just understanding people did this very differently, like did sex and love very differently than I did. And it worked for them, blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So from there on a student and a perpetual student, and hopefully my goal is that Sex, love, and relationships and all the all of the the underneath that general umbrella fascinates the fuck out of me. My hope is for my entire life. Uh, because the the way humans human, especially when it comes to mating, yeah. <laughs> you know, is just so entertaining and beautiful. Um, so that's that's really how that that went down. Eventually I I started writing and blogging, um, sharing on social media. Then I started coaching and then fast forward and sex and love co. We have a team of people that do it together.
1: My lovers, my listeners, I want to talk to you about some important things really quick. As you know, I'm in Europe and traveling all around. I'm in different time zones. And it's been really interesting because normally when that happens, I gear up for jet lag and all of those things that comes with it. But it's not happening on this trip. You've probably heard me talk about Cured Nutrition's Zen. I've talked about it on Instagram, and I'm just about to write a blog about it because it's magic. It's the thing that I've been using to help me sleep now for about two months, and I am telling you I have not slept better in my life. I never had trouble sleeping before, but about two years ago, I became very aware that I was getting older, and I couldn't sleep through the night anymore without waking up, usually around three or four in the morning. And I just kind of toss and turn for the rest of the night. But now that I'm using Zen, it's not happening. So I decided to collaborate with this company because I really believe in all of their creations. They have a bunch of other great supplements with mushrooms and adaptogenics and nootropics as well. So there is now a link in my bio and in the show notes so you can get 20% off your order as well. The link will take you directly to Zen and yeah, I mean, you'll never sleep better. I promise you. It works better than anything I've ever tried. And once you try it, let me know how it's working for you. I've heard so many good things from all of my listeners that have ordered it so far. And I'm just really jazzed about it. And so I love sharing it with all of you. Something else I want to remind you all is about our free downloadable dictionary of relationship terms. Navigating open relationships is not easy. Communicating about your wants, your needs, your desires, your boundaries, when you don't know the difference between being in an open relationship and being polyamorous, kind of sucks. And all of this stuff is relatively new to our culture, even though people have been living this way for thousands of years. But I won't get into all that. (laughs) So I want to help people live their lives to the fullest and have all the information that they need in order to communicate because if you can't ask your partner for what you need and ask for them how to love you the best that they can then what are we really doing in our relationships anyway the link to download this free adorably illustrated resource is in my bio and I know you're going to love it so go and get it and let me know what you think now let's get back to the episode
2: Support your journey to wellness at b i o p t i m i z e r s dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Yeah, wow! Thank you so much, so much here. Like, I think that anyone listening to this to this show right now, even just hearing your journey, it's a beautiful roadmap for others um to sort of look at your life and where you want to grow and the way that you did you saw that these other areas were excelling and you're like but this one isn't so i'm going to pour myself into learning this and researching this and uncovering this so you can tell that you have such a like a love for learning and an adventurous spirit and so much courage to i think go out at you know a young age and travel the world and go through like a a big breakup, which sounds like it was a really defining point in your life. um, People don't have the courage to leave their small towns. So I just, I'm really grateful that you shared all of that in the way that you did, because it paints such a beautiful picture of like, what's possible, you know? Um, And I mean, I love hearing it. I feel like I identify with you a ton and, you know, we, we recorded for your show, which everybody should go check out. And already realized that we had a ton in common but um just hearing like catholic school up until 8th grade that was me um going to a public high school which was a big sort of shock and then having like that minimal very scary education like it's like you will either get pregnant or get an std i think it's a joke that they make in mean girls but it's true yeah. that's like what that's what it is it's like or die all we get yeah or die <laughs> yeah. or die Yeah. Um, And well, it's funny, you just made me realize when you get that, which the majority of people do, I think you go one or two ways. You go, uh, what you said, I want to try all the drugs and do all the sex, or you're terrified of both, which is actually what happened to me. Um, I don't know if everybody listening knows this, but I was dating my boyfriend for almost three and a half years through high school before we had sex. We were doing, we were doing sex. We just weren't doing penetration. And we kind of were, you know, we were doing like, we were doing like penetration.
0: Just just a tip, just to see how it feels.
1: For years and years, because I was so scared. Um, Which thinking back, I'm like, I don't, there are parts of that that I don't even recognize anymore, because I'm so different. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of us can look back and sort of You know, you said, look back sweetly. Like I really feel for that girl who didn't try drugs until she was almost 30. And now what people consider drugs, I consider like major learning tools for very big parts of my life. Yeah. Like
0: this is actually medicine. When someone says, can you get me some medicine? And I'm like, do you mean the Robitussin? That's not medicine. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, I think I need some headache medicine. I'm like, listen, Advil is not medicine. Mm
1: -hmm. Here, girl, have some peppermint.
0: Mushrooms and uh, what else? Some other psychedelics, you know, Mm -hmm. different. I'm like, those ones, those are the ones that help me heal. So when I used to call them drugs and now I call those things medicine.
1: Totally. When somebody asks me for medicine, I'm like, you're talking about psilocybin,
0: (laughs) probably. (laughs) Um,
1: Which I would actually love to go here because you were just in Peru. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. um I I know and I've shared kind of a little bit on my show how much my journey with plant medicine and ayahuasca has really helped I think in my exploration of who I am as a woman which really includes my sexuality. The older I get the more I realize that that is the part that I want to nurture and express the most because it is my vitality. Um but I would love to hear how working with plant medicine and traveling to the jungle, um, just how that has been part of your life and maybe also like how it has related in your journey as a a very sexual being, but also an educator and where do they sort of coexist?
0: So recently the, the trip that you're talking about going to Peru, I was, I wasn't there to do I wasn't there exclusively for plant medicine. I had said yes to going to this experience before I knew that there was going to be any plant medicine available. And so that was really, um, and the, the so the reason why I even decided to go is because I, I essentially at this point being the type of woman that I am, or the type of person that I am, I will override and will ride out burnouts. Like I'll override when it's time for me to take a break over and over and over again, I will tow that burnout line. And if I don't have a literal blocked, you're getting on a plane and you're going somewhere else, or there's not going to be Wi-Fi, I will just keep going. And I had gotten to a place where even very simple things in my day to day were totally and completely overwhelming me. And, um, and my nervous system was just shot by the point that I, that the trip had actually come. And so, I needed the break. Like, I really, really needed the break. So, first and foremost, it was space. I wanted to go on a trip to just get some space to breathe, to turn down the noise. And it's not like my life is super chaotic, it's just compounded. Things compounded over time. And um, so, one of my intentions in going in was that I wanted to quiet the noise so that I could hear myself, so that I could hear my heart again. You know, I was feeling a little bit lost in business. Things were happening, money was coming in, programs were selling things, it it all looked great, but there was something about it that was starting to lose its shininess for me. Um, and so I wanted to just have a moment, have some space. So I knew that the Inca trail, so we did a full day of backpacking. So full, like two days of backpacking and, um, did a portion of the Inca trail and did, uh, Machu Picchu and going up to just being in the sacred Valley. So we were in the sacred Valley versus being in the jungle. Um, it was Incredible, like in just wildly rejuvenating. The land has an essence that is something that being being to as many. I've gone to many countries, so I've been I've visited about thirty three percent of the world up to this point and touched every continent except for Antarctica. And I got very close to Antarctica. I went to the tip of South America, which is the Falkland Islands, which is actually British owned, not um, Spanish owned. So I. Got, and have that's like very, it's like as close as you can get unless you're actually on Antarctica. So anyway, um, I've been many places and when people ask me, what are the places that I like the most? It's places that have this essence that there's character and history and depth and, and you can feel the earth. Like you can really, really feel the energy of, of, of mother, of mother earth. And, uh, so being there was, a journey in and of itself. One of the days we did, um, we drank the cactus brew, San Pedro. So I did have a, Wachuma experience. So that's the non Spaniard conqueror name for it as Wachuma. So, you know, for me with psychedelics and plant medicines, they have taught me so much with regards to trusting myself. Um, and I don't just mean like kind of an airy fairy trust. I think for a lot of people when it comes to psychedelics, whether it's mushrooms or anything else, because typically mushrooms are the the entrance, um, the entry point for a lot of people for psychedelics, because it's typically the one that's most accessible. Most people, and, and myself included, are afraid of who I will be if I take that. If I ingest that, who will I become? Will I lose control? I won't know what to do with like I don't have any point of reference. I won't know what my body will feel like. I don't know what will happen in my mind. Will I panic? Will I will I throw up? Will I like what will happen? It's so much unknown and so much surrender is required. Now with mushrooms, well because if you don't surrender, it feels like torture.
1: Yeah, like, it feels no. like you're just
0: fighting God. Like you're just fighting the inevitable. So yeah. Which um,
1: spoiler alert, the inevitable will win.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 It's just a matter of like, how long do you want (laughs) to eke out the torture before you're like, wow, this isn't so bad after all. (laughs) Yeah. Or like my worst nightmares are floating all around me. It's just, and I've never had that experience, you know, of like my worst nightmares. It's never as bad as I think that it's going to be. It is Mm -hmm. intense at times, but mushrooms last like four to six hours on the long end, you know, like the six hour mark is like the longer end. Wachuma is like 14 hours. Um, so have you had, have you,
1: I've actually never, no, I've never been in a Wachuma ceremony. I want to, it's definitely on the list.
0: Yeah. It was waves of euphoria and, uh, and just looking out at the sacred Valley at the mountains and the mountains looked like, there was at one point it looked like a vulva, right? It looked like a woman's leg splayed and it was like the earth giving birth to the earth. It was just wild, you know? And then the sky is so blue and the clouds are so white and it was just, just the earth breathing and existing right here. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that that's the kind of thing that, you know, the feelings of oneness and I am from this and I am on this and I, I, I simultaneously feel so tiny on the earth, but also feeling one with all the earth. And so feeling big and vast and also tiny and almost insignificant and how sweet and special. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot for people to process, you know, it was a lot for me to process. But as this journey in, and you don't feel like that. Like I didn't feel that way for 14 hours. I felt that way, I joke. I joke. Have you have you taken LSD? Yeah. Okay. So like tripping also is like a 12 hour plus experience. It's a commitment. tripping on LSD, you don't know if something took 30 seconds or if it took an hour.
1: Yeah. Or five hours.
0: Yeah. Have I been here for five minutes or have I been here for one and a half hours? Like it time is weird. Mm-hmm. And so I joke all the time, like when something's going down, you know, and like day to day, I'm like, is this is was this one or five LSD minutes? Yeah. It's like, how long did this actually take? I don't really know. So, you know, maybe maybe that oneness with the world and holy shit was actually twenty minutes to maybe an hour, and then the rest of it was a journey of appreciation for myself and my journey and where mm-hmm. I've been, uh, and also you know, some people around me were writhing, they were purging, they were, they looked so uncomfortable and intention is really everything. I think my intention was to have fun and to, and to play with the Wachuma. And I think some people had ideas that they were going to go in deep and like do some shit. And I, my, the message I got was you're good. You're good for right now. You know, I get so focused on wanting to heal the next thing. And what's the next learning that my message was, how about you be for a minute? How about you integrate? Even though, you know, it's kind of funny to say that because I was on a psychedelic. Like, how about you enjoy the fruits of your labor? You've been laboring in the personal development space. You've been laboring for a decade nearly. How about breathe? How about enjoy the cosmic joke of it all? Because it is hilarious. This white chick in the sacred valley drinking a sacred cactus while these strangers from another country are singing mantras and songs and kirtan in different languages that are also not theirs, praying to gods that I don't know. I can either be terrified or I can think this is some funny shit.
1: Yeah. It's really wild when you put it like that.
0: Yeah. And I'm laughing. And this person over here is rolling around in the grass. Mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's happening for them. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So that's, um, that's just my most recent, uh, I would say psychedelic experience, big psychedelic experience. Some of the main things that I got out of it were the, the piece where I shared that the odds were stacked against Jordan and I to have the lives that we had. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so grateful. And so much of what happened, cause he has his own story too so much of what happened in our lives, it ceases with us. We're not passing Mm -hmm. it down. We're not passing the certain ways that our family was with us. It will not continue. And that's very challenging because we are reprogramming while absorbing new information and then acting accordingly and then trying to figure out how do we then also teach this to a future generation? And it was really clear for me on, on what just how big of a role that is in our, in our lives, like just yeah. like in, in, in our worlds, it, the gravity of that. And I was overwhelmed with, um, gratitude and, and just like, uh, this kind of warrior S energy, which I feel a lot where I'm like, yeah, my kids will probably not know a lot of what him or I went through growing up. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, psychedelics have shown me a lot of things. And I would say like some of the, some of the, the big things are ability to like see my, my history and my life kind of extrapolated, pull things out and realize, oh, I didn't know that was significant. Or oh, that that was fucking dope. Or, you know, like something yeah. like that. Um, and and then of course, knowing myself translates sex and psychedelics are huge. I don't necessarily recommend sex on psychedelics. Not really. <laughs> but yeah. psychedelics has influenced how I'm able to show up in sex.
1: Hmm and my mm-hmm. connection
0: to both spiritually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know if you had a bunch of questions for this episode but you're asking me some pretty big topics and I'm like we're no, 40 minutes in.
1: <laughs> this is this is incredible and honestly you are you're pretty much hitting on anything that would have been follow up questions cuz you're such an incredible guest and you're you're really sharing the entirety of your experience which is what people Really want right? I think a lot of my listeners are you know naturally they're interested in these in these things and these topics that they know that I share in my life, and um just having someone else's perspective I think is so valuable, and people are you know as we touched on earlier, really afraid to try these things that can ultimately be some of the most liberating experiences of your life um And I think the piece that you shared really about breaking cycles is so profound. Um, But it does not, like, I I really want everyone to hear it's not easy to do that. You must stay conscious all the time of your choices, of your words and your actions, especially. And I don't have kids yet. We're like just on the cusp. We literally just chose an agency to work with because we, um, have to go through a surrogacy process actually to have biological kids. And so the thought of breaking cycles from my own family, it was so resonant. And I had like full body chills when you were Mm -hmm. sharing that because it's true. Like most of us don't realize the power and the capacity we have to make these different choices. And, you know, plant medicine and psychedelics for me have certainly been, such points of awakening for me where I realized, well, I, I do have the power to shape not only my life, but to be an influence on whoever else I can touch in my life. And if I am gonna be an educator, what does that look like, right? And when I have my own kids, what will be the truths that they are born into, mm-hmm. right? If I'm If I'm gonna end these things. So yeah, I appreciate it so, so much. Oh my God, I could talk to Alexa all day and I do for much longer. And as hard as it is to do, we are going to pause this conversation for a moment and wrap it up and I'll bring you part two with that sex chick next week. Of course, I'm always going to ask you just to take a moment, take the next 30 seconds to hop over. And review this episode, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, because it means so much to me and it helps other people find this work. Um, let me know what you think. Find me on Instagram or TikTok. The link to both of those is in the show notes. I share a lot of really interesting, really fun content in both of those places. And it's just a great space where I really build community around these types of relationships. And you can meet other like-minded people. I hope y'all have an amazing week. Bye for now, lovers.